Acts chapter 10, verse 1. Please stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Amen. Uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of the Lord coming into him, and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid, and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms have come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa, and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. Ye shall tell him what thou oughtest to do. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants, and a devout soldier of them, that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. You may be seated. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, for the opportunity to preach and study your word, and God just may it hit every one of us with understanding and knowledge so that we can learn more and more of thee. Hallelujah. All right, as, as you know, we've been doing the book of Acts and looking at a lot of different things, but uh, of course over here in, in Acts chapter 9, I, I read it this morning, uh, in verse 31, then had the churches rest throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and were edified, which means they were built up. And they walked in the walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. The church is doing good. Amen. Amen. Despite all the persecution and everything that's going on around it, they're doing good. Yeah. And now they're at rest. Through all of the trials and tr troubles that they were having, they are at rest. And uh so we go through, and then we come to uh, chapter 10. Things are going good. The church is growing, as I said. Hallelujah. A lot to praise the Lord about. And now God is fixing to do a new thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is fixing to do a new thing. We just read the vision that Cornelius had. Now, Cornelius was, as I said, of an Italian band. He was a Gentile. Amen. We know from before, up until now, the only ones that have been preached the gospel and the only ones that have received the gospel was Jews, God's chosen people. And as we look at this, like I said, there's fixing to happen something new. But this new thing comes from an old thing. It comes from, from Genesis 15, through the promise of Abraham. And throughout the Old Testament, it is spoken and prophesied that the gospel would be unto the world, not just the Jews. And of course, John 3, 16, for God so loved the whole world. Amen. So it's fixing to happen. And how many knows that when a new thing happens? Sometimes I think, yes, as individuals need to have a new thing happen. Amen. From the old thing. Maybe we need to go back to our first experience with the Lord when we were excited about it. Is that right? Amen. When we had our first love going. Amen. So that we were excited about serving the Lord, being in the house of God, being, being children of God, amen. Excited about what God was doing. Hallelujah. Yes. And we'd have walked over nails, amen, to do what God wanted, wouldn't we? Amen. What's the old saying about attacking, you know, what with a water pistol? Hallelujah. Amen. 
And I think sometimes we need to do a new thing by coming back to the old thing. But God is going to do a new thing. And God is going to bless this nation. God is going to bless these, us, his people that are willing to persevere. And, and, to, and to fight through the things that are happening and still have the peace of God in their lives. Have the joy of the Lord as their strength. Are you hearing? I, I'm telling you tonight, I, I feel this with every part of my being. That, that despite what we're going on, we are going to walk through this. Amen. Just as I said in Psalms 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he is with us. Amen. Yes. We don't have to fear that. He is with us. Yes. The one we should fear is walking right along beside us. Yes. And he's preparing a table for his enemies. I don't care what the Democrats or anybody else does. Amen? Amen. I'm going to walk with Jesus. Yes. And if you walk with Jesus, everything's going to be right. All right. What's the old song say? I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Well, it is going to be all right. Yes. Why? Because we're children of the living God. Yes. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to the message. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. All right. So we have Cornelius' vision here. And as I said, we're fixing to do a new thing. Now, I see in a lot of churches, we've been blessed to visit a lot of churches and hold revivals and pastor a few, and, and the thing that I see commonly is, is that a church can be excited and growing and the spirit moving in the church, but then it reaches a point to where all of a sudden they become content. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So you become content and you're just happy with what you got. Yes. Amen. Well, I, I, as long as there's an empty place on a pew in the church, you should not be happy with what you got. Amen? Amen. You should be thankful for the Lord, what He's doing for the people that you have, for the things that are happening in your church. But as long as there is a lost person on this earth, amen, we have a job to do. Hallelujah. We have work to perform. And there should be a hunger and a desire to take the gospel to everyone. Hallelujah. So don't ever become confident and content to the place of like a daisy. Are you hearing me? Yes. Because then, all of a sudden, when you stop growing, you start dying. Amen? Yes. <laughs> anyway, let's go on. So, now we have Peter's vision. I'm not going to read the whole scripture. It's right there for you. But in this vision here, it says, Peter seen a sheet that was knitted on four corners, and it come down from heaven. And inside of this was a four-footed beast of the earth, wild beast, creeping things, and fowls of the air. And a voice told Peter to kill Peter, rise Peter, kill and eat. And Peter says, oh no, I'm not eating that. So, said, I, I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Oh, and this happens three times. And, and of course, when Peter says that, a voice spoke unto him, this is verse 15, and the voice spake unto him, saying the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. And he done this three times. Three times he had the same vision about all these things coming down in the sheet and then raising back up. And God tells him every time, What I call clean, don't you call common. Hallelujah. He's trying to show Peter something that's fixing to happen. So we see that Cornelius had a vision. Peter has had this vision. They don't know each other, never met each other. They're, they're miles and miles away. 
But yet God is speaking to both of them and getting a setup going. Hallelujah. God will do that for us. And as we see this, we realize that that's what's happening. And he's very, he gives them detailed instructions on what to do. He tells Cornelius where Peter is, who Peter is, and where he's at. And he tells his people to go to Peter. And as we read on, uh, they come to Peter. And as they come to the door, well, let me read, begin with 17 and just read it. And now when Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius hath made inquiry from Simon's house and stood before the gate. And called the nice weather Simon, who was surnamed Peter, was lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Church, we need to realize and understand that we must doubt nothing. I believe with every part of my being, and I know it from faith and from experience. That when God is guiding and directing you, He will lead you. You won't have to wonder. You won't have to be afraid of if you're doing what God wants you to do. Everyone that we see God working with in the Old Testament and the New Testament, God guides and directs them every step that they take. And the only way they, they don't know what to do is that they just aren't listening or ignore Him completely. And we don't want to do that. God will guide and direct you. But you must be, you must be in, in relationship with Him. You must be in tune with him because it says, John 10, my sheep will know my voice, another they will not follow. And when we're in a relationship with somebody, when they call you on the phone, you know who it is, don't you? Amen. Amen. And we should be that way with the Lord, and the Lord will God direct us. And he still does it with dreams and visions. But he will also speak to you in your prayers. But anytime God is in your walk with the Lord, whether it's for a special assignment as it was for Peter here, or whether it's your daily walk, God is guiding and directing you if you will allow it. And I believe that with everything that I am because I know it to be true from my own walk with the Lord. And the only time I ever got in trouble is if I just ignored him. And sometimes we're asking God to tell us something and we already know the answer. If it goes against the word of God, then we know it's not something we should do. Now, this unclean thing that Peter's talking about, according to the law, he shouldn't be. But they're not under the law anymore. They're under the new covenant. The new covenant, the covenant of grace. And because they're under the covenant of grace, this no longer pertains. And for the Gentiles to come into the kingdom of God, it cannot be under the law. It has to be under the grace. Amen? <laughs> so, uh, I challenge you today in your walk to be willing to do a new thing in the Lord. And you develop that new thing from the old thing, and that's prayer and relationship with God. As we spoke about this morning, being in awe with Him. Pray, church, pray. My goodness. We should set you, if you have to, set a time. Just like if you like to eat at 10 o'clock, you're going to eat at 10 o'clock. If you're going to... Uh, have popcorn and hot, hot chocolate at 9 o'clock watching a movie. That's what you do. Well, you should have a time set to pray to God. But don't put a time limit on it. No. And don't think it has to be for uh, hours at a time. 
you'll know when you're done praying. I believe we can know the spiritual things of God as well as the physical things in our own lives. Because the Spirit is real. Yes. It is more part of our lives than anything else that we have. Yes, it is. So, so we see that uh, they are now getting together and it says, Doubting nothing. When you're on an assignment for the Lord, don't doubt a thing. Amen? Don't be hesitant. Don't be, you know, when, 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 we, when we knew we were going to be pastor in the church and, and doing, you know, I could thought of, and I probably did think, of a hundred reasons why I shouldn't. <laughs> Amen? Amen? A hundred reasons why I shouldn't live too far. We're old. It's just, you know, the fact that Leon's as good a friend as I've got in this world. You know what I mean? Amen. Made it difficult. Made it hard. And I could, I could have thought, I could think of all the reasons why I shouldn't. All the reasons why uh, we, were, we were meeting at the house and, and a lot of the families come, family that needed the Word of God, amen? And I hated to not do that anymore on Sunday mornings. There's a lot of reasons. But the reason why I'm here, why Sheila's here, is because the Lord told us to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. A lot of times in your walk with the Lord, there'll be a hundred reasons why you shouldn't do things. But if there's one reason that you should, it's because God told you to do it. And if God told you to do it, do it doubting nothing. Amen. Amen. When we first moved to Arkansas many, many years ago, and uh, we knew Leona Marie and uh, Josh and Sue. Was the only ones that we knew, basically over here, and uh, then God directed us to move to Searcy instead of Newport. We didn't know anybody in Searcy, and everybody thought we was nuts. Our family it took them months to get over it. My mother, I don't think she's over yet. Amen. Of course, uh, I was working a job where I was making very, very, very good money. And uh, uh, mom says, what are you doing it for? She says, says, what are you going to do? What are you going to live on? What are you, well, you going to use for money? Says, Why do you live in your family? And I, had, I only had one answer for her. I said, because that's what God wants me to do. And I told her, I said, if God wants me to do it, he'll take care of me. And I believe that then and I believe it now because he's proven to be faithful in everything he said he'd do. Amen? Of course, I didn't know he was going to end up going back to Chattanooga, Tennessee and coming back, but the Lord knows. The Lord knows. And I found, I, I discovered in my life that no matter what it seems like, don't doubt anything. This is something that Peter, Peter's made a plan. He had never done this in his life. And he didn't have an understanding for this. But yet he obeyed God and did what God told him to do. He told him, says, there's going to be three men come to get you. You go with them, doubting nothing. You go with them. So in your walk with the Lord, there's times when you just have to know that it's him. And when you know that it's him, just do it and don't doubt a thing. So they come to 
Cornelius' house. Verse 25. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, You know now that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Peter now has the understanding of the vision that God had given him. And once again, he has now come into a place that he's not even supposed to be at. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's so many things that, that we have developed laws and regulations on about what we should and shouldn't do. And can I tell you something? If it's not in the Bible, it don't worry about it. Okay? If your mama don't like it, and God wants you to do it, do it anyway. If your preacher don't like it, I'm going to get in trouble on this one, aren't I? <laughs> but if your preacher don't like it, and God's told you to do it, then do it anyway. Amen? Amen. You see, we, we have to have an understanding. Now remember, God will never, this Bible is complete now. You can't add to or take away from it. Whatever you you are doing, God's not going to tell you to do something that does not line up with His Word. Okay? It may not line up with your friends and your family, but it will line up with the Word of God. So, Peter is now in a place that he's breaking the laws of the church. <laughs> because the church is all Jews right now. We'll get into that in just a minute. So he comes into him, and Cornelius tells him about his vision and so on and so forth. In verse 33, it says, Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. He didn't want to hear what Peter had to say. He wanted to know what God had to say. And he's going to find out what God had to say because God had commanded Peter to speak it. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, what you're doing is what God is commanding to be done. That's why we doubt, doubt nothing when we do it. Are you with me? Yes. All right. Verse 36. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel... This is Peter. Preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word I say we know, which was not, which was published throughout all Judea, and began with Galilee, after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. I love, that's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Hallelujah. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's only one thing to be anointed with, and that's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Amen. 
Did you know that God still anoints people with the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Amen. You know, we the, the Bible makes it plain. We are left here as a church, as the body of Christ, amen, to complete and finish the work that Jesus Christ started on this earth. That's what we're here for, to finish that work. So therefore, he anoints us. And what's he anoint us for? To go about doing good. Healing all who are oppressed of the devil. In other words, we have authority and power over demons and the devil. For God was with him. God is with us. Yes. Romans 8 says, if God be for us, then who can be against us? Amen. Amen. Who freely gave his own son, how much more will he not give us all? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So you see, Peter is fulfilling what God, God has told him to do, doubting nothing. Now he's speaking to the people and telling what Jesus Christ, that it's him that the Word of God is talking about. And Peter is doing this. And we as witness of all these things, which he did in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him Jesus raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto the witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people, to testify that it is he which was ordained of God, to be judge of the quick and the dead, that quick there means the living. To him gave all the prophets witness, that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. Hallelujah. Amen. In other words, Peter is preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ and him crucified and rose again. Hallelujah. Now look what happens. Look at the power. You know, the Bible says that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Look what happens when the gospel is preached. Listen. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, that's the Jews, which believed were astonished as many that came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. In other words, they heard the gospel, they got saved, and now they're getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, my goodness. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God, and then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that should not be baptized, which has received the Holy Ghost as well as we? In other words, he says, Hey, these people got saved, they got baptized in the Holy Ghost. It's... it's Definite, no doubt, by the evidence of speaking in tongues. He says, how can we not baptize them in water? Amen. How can we not make a public confession that Jesus Christ all of a sudden is doing a new thing? That Jesus Christ now is Lord and Savior, not only of the Jews, but of the Gentiles too. Amen. And we're going to baptize them and bring them into the church just like we've done anybody else. Hallelujah. Yeah. Why? Because God made a witness by the Holy Ghost that they had received Him. That they had believed on Him. And we now realize that instead of uh, a covenant of law, we have a covenant of grace. And that covenant of grace, are you hearing me, is that the just shall live by faith. Amen? And we live by faith that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? We live by faith that Jesus Christ is Savior. Amen? We live by faith that Jesus Christ's death on a cross and his torture and suffering was the, was the payment for our sins. And that bloodshed was healing for our bodies. Come on now. That's what we believe, glory to God. Yes. Hallelujah. 
And the Gentiles, the people of Cornelius' house in Caesarea, believed it too. And because they believed it, they received. That's why the Lord says, Whosoever believeth on me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Yes, hallelujah. But you see, we as a church have to be willing to accept that whosoever the Lord cleans is clean indeed. As Peter says, I, 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 I realize that God has no respect to a person. I realize that, that no matter what kind of past a person has, the Lord can clean him. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. No matter what nation they're from, the Lord can clean them. Yes. No matter what color they are, the Lord can clean them. Are you hearing me? Amen. No matter what kind of language they speak, the Lord can clean them. Amen. Whether you're rich or poor, the Lord can clean you. Amen. Whether, oh, listen to me. I don't care what kind of sin you have committed. Come on now. It doesn't matter. God can clean you. God can change your heart. Hallelujah. Why? Because He's the Savior of the whole world for whosoever believes on Him. Yes. So the church is doing a new thing. Something that was prophesied, something that was spoken of, even by Christ Himself. Yes. <laughs> so we realize and see this, and of course they baptize them in the water. Let's go into verse 11 here. And the apostles and the brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had received the word of God. Now listen. Unfortunately, because of man's unwillingness to, for something new for change and I can promise you there is, there's always change and there's change coming for the church God is going to do a new thing if he doesn't do a new thing it's going to remain the same as it is in the United States and we know that can't happen are you hearing me? Yes. so God is fixing to do a new thing yes. and we can either get on board or we can't listen to what it says here and the apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision, the Jews, contended with him. When you're obeying God, listen to me, when you're obeying God, and even if you are obeying God, when it goes against the traditions of a lot of people, when it goes against what a lot of people have been doing for a long time, whether it's working or not, they still continue to do it. Do I have an amen on that? Amen. And then something new comes along, they ain't going to like it. Amen. Even though it's, it's of God. They, so they contended with Peter. So Peter tells them what happened. Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by the order unto them, saying, when he says re rehearse the matter, he told them what happened, beginning with his vision in Joppa. And uh, he goes on and tells them, and, and says, hey, look, says, says they, were, they, saved, they received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. God gave them the same gift of the Holy Ghost as he gave us in the same way that we received it. So we know it had to be God. It's time the church quit when, when they know it's God 
And of course, they've run into this problem time after time. They do miracles, they do signs and wonders. But yet the, the Jewish Sanhedrin still refuses to accept the fact that, hey, this the only way this could be done is done by God. So they're fighting against God and they lose it. Amen? That's why in 70 AD that Jerusalem was torn completely down by Titus, the Roman general. Of course, Jesus prophesied that would happen. The Lord speaks of him looking on, sitting on a mountain, looking over the city and weeping. Oh, if you'd only listened. But it happened. And it's just like when God tells you something, it will happen. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's somebody else has done it before or if it's never been done before. If it seems impossible, if you've never done it, it doesn't matter. When God says it will happen, it will come to pass. So walk it out and do it, yes. glory to God. Yes, hallelujah. And let me just share this. You know, I'll use this for example. You know, when, when Peter comes up, Cornelius bowed to him. And Peter said, get up. I'm just a man. I'm just like you. Now, if you were, if you were this, just picture this. Maybe it's a preacher thing. I don't know. Here's Peter. First of all, you know, he's trying to figure out what this vision is. And then these men come. And he's having to go to a Gentile's house. And then here this Gentile goes and bows and kneels before him like he's a god. Don't you think you say, man, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. You ever think about when you're doing something for the Lord? And I promise you that time will come to you. There's times when, I, and when we're following the Lord, we will just say to ourselves, and sometimes to the man, you shouldn't say it to everybody. I'll just put it that way. You shouldn't say it at all, but, but please don't say it to everybody. What am I doing? What? And why? But you can say it to yourself and you say it to your wife. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Say, what am I doing here? Why am I doing what am I doing? But sometimes we have to answer that question ourselves. Yes. Why are we doing what we're doing? Why am I where why am I where I'm at? How did I get here, Lord? And why? And the Lord will remind you. He says, because I told you to. Amen. I told you to. Amen. And that's good enough. Yes. That's good enough. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. That's good enough. Because I found that, you, that, that in your instruction and your walk with the Lord, it's not just about your walk. It's about who you're walking with yes. and who you're walking to. Amen. Yes. So Peter was willing to obey God despite the fact of having to break the laws of the Old Covenant because he realized that God was doing a new thing in the New Covenant, doing a new thing in the church, bringing in a group of people that wasn't like the people that is already in the church. Amen? They are Jews. Hallelujah. This is an Italian band. Glory to God. Be kind of like a, a Christian rock group coming into a country music church. Amen? Amen? <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yeah. You see, we must realize that to reach the whole world, there has to be adjustments in what we do. A new thing. 
But it always comes from the old thing. And that's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. From the cross. The new thing that we're going to do in 2021 and the rest of 2020 will be a new thing from the old thing. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. We got to come back to the cross and come back to Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Yes. Lord. And get away from all this other mess that's being taught out here. And all that other mess. Some of it might be good to teach you how to how to live a good financial life or be a good parent. But it won't get you saved, and it won't get you walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we have to put priorities, and the priority is I meant to obey God and do what He's asking us to do. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, so we realize here. Now let's see what happens. In verse 16, Peter's telling them about what happened. Verse 15, talking about how the Holy Ghost fell on them. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Take note now here. Once again, we have evidence that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is different from salvation. Amen. When you are saved, you have an indwelling of the Spirit. You are born again. What are you born into? You're born into the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. But Jesus Christ is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Very plain in Matthew 3.11. Comes back and here comes the one that's going to baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. Come on now. Yes. So, so we realize this. And then verse 17, For as much then as God gave to them the like gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? Wow. Yes. In other words, Peter's saying, what can I do? Here these people are giving him a hard time for, for going into the Gentiles which he knew before he went in that he, he wasn't supposed to. But he did anyway because God told him to. God said, doubt nothing. So he's doubting nothing, isn't it? Then he comes back and, and, and the church leaders are upset with him. He explains to them what? And he says, this is what happened. How can I withstand God because it was God that done this? Yes. It wasn't me. He orchestrated and directed everything that happened, not only to me, but to Cornelius also, so that everything was all set up for them to get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in water. Hallelujah. And walk with the Lord and be part of the church. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. yes, Lord. Thank you. That's why we must never look down our noses at anybody. Amen. Because we all start the same place as sinners. There ain't no categories for sinners. A sinner is a sinner is a sinner. Hallelujah. A saint is a saint is a saint. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, verse 18. And when they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then, then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance of the life. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They come to the decision. Of course, they have a big fuss about it in Acts chapter 15, which we'll talk about when they get there. But this is an ongoing conflict between the Christian Jews. And later on in the book of Acts, they, of course, uh, any Jewish proselytes, that is people, that is Jewish people that accepted 
the Jewish way of life was supposed to do the baptisms and the cleansings and all the circumcision and all of that to become a Jew. But when you get saved in the New Covenant, you are saved by grace through faith. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't have to boast about being circumcised. Mm. You don't have to boast about going through the cleansing process. Amen. All you have to do is boast about Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. And Him crucified. Hallelujah. And tell them, hey, I believe in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And it says that because of the blood, amen, I am saved. Hallelujah. It says because of the blood, amen, I am, am made whole. I, I am now a child of God. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Why? Because Peter had the courage to obey God. Yes. And do something new. Amen. Despite the fact that it ticked off the church in Jerusalem. Yeah. Come on now. Yes. Sometimes we're afraid to do something because it's going to hurt somebody's feelings. And we should be sensitive to other people's feelings. But we can't let it stop. Can't let it stop us from being obedient to what God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. Are you hearing me? Yes. And as we look at this in Acts chapter 10, I'm telling you, church, there's a new thing coming. And it's going to come in 2021. Yes. I don't know when in 2021, but it's going to come to pass. And the church is going to be stronger than it's ever been. But it's going to be because God's allowed it to come to the weakest point. To where it realizes that it's going to survive. That it's got to get back to an old thing. So it can do a new thing in this life. And I'll speak that right now. When God tells us to do something, there's always going to be something the enemy is going to do to try to stop it. Yes. And it's interesting that, that God had brought the church to a place of rest. They'd been in great persecution, and now they're in a place of rest. And at the time of this place of rest is the time that Jesus birthed the Gentiles into the church. Yes. Which totally, totally just shook up the whole Christian realm at that time. Amen. And of course, in the next chapter, chapter 11, it talks about Antioch and how uh, the people uh, get saved. And uh, Barnabas does a great work there. This is where he goes, gets Paul. Brings Paul back to Antioch. And they spend a year there, I believe it is. Yes. But. Uh, so from this point on, we're going to see God do some great things. Of course, Acts chapter 12 is when Peter gets put into jail. And uh, we've got some wonderful things to look at that goes on in the church. And let me say, that there is trials and there is tribulations, but we shall overcome. We shall overcome. But we will not do it by quitting. We will not do it by hiding. Are you hearing me? Yes. We will do it by going forward, standing strong, yes. knowing, amen, that 
There is no weapon formed against us that shall prosper. Amen. Are you hearing me? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. That because of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost that is within us, that's greater than anything on this earth, we will overcome. Yes. If we'll continue to strive forward yes. in the obedient word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. But in his obeying, obeying God's word and by obeying what God asks us to do as individuals. Yes. And I believe God is going to speak in a way that God's people will understand it's him more than any other time. And they're going to have to make a definite decision to say yes or no to him. Those that say yes will go on. Those that say no will suffer. Yes. This is what old preacher said. 2021 will be a time when God will once again make himself known in a way he hasn't done in a while. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. So I challenge you tonight. Those that are in this place tonight and those that are watching, be willing to do a new thing, birthed out of the old thing. Yes. Because Jesus Christ and Him crucified is the message that will always stand. It's the only message that there is. But out of that message, God is going to raise up a new work for people that still believe in the cross of Christ. Yes, hallelujah. Are you with me tonight? Yes, hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes. I, I, I see people that, and here the older Christians, I see younger Christians. And I can't see your hearts. I can't see your hearts that's watching on the internet. But God knows your heart right now. Amen. He knows your heart. Yes. And he's giving you this word tonight. To make a decision and say, I don't care what happens. I don't care what anybody else does. I'm going to be here. Yes. I'm going to be where God wants me to be. I have a vision for this church that these pews will be full. Amen. There's two other people that's had that same vision. Amen. But it ain't gonna, yeah, it's not gonna, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't gonna happen. Unless we are willing to stir things up and do what God asks us to do. Yes. And there will be some things that has to be stirred up, amen. God is stirring America. Yes, He is. God is stirring America. Yes, He And He's only got to stir around about that far. <laughs> Amen. But you just remember what I told you. No matter what it looks like, we will rise.
whosoever will listen to him and doubt nothing and go forth. Yes, I see that, Lord. Yes, Lord. For this world credit, there's going to be people rise up that, and do things that have been held back. And there's going to be some people that are supposed to be doing things that they're going to be set down because they're, they, they're no longer willing to give their hearts to it. Does that make sense to you? Yes. It's not me doing that. I ain't going to say it with nobody. But the Lord will. Yes, He will. The Lord will. So where are you? We already got new people coming into this house. Amen. And there's going to be more. Oh, thank you, Lord. Anyway, sometimes the Lord tells you to shut your mouth. Amen. Thanks, Edward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.